Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, August 28th. Does anybody know what special happened on August 28th, back in 1917? 17. Good lord. 1917. Uh, no. They. Do you want to know? Wait, 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 wait. Did they, you know? Is that, yeah, that's when they introduced Captain Marvel. Oh, uh, n- oh no. Jesus. No, no, it was. No. <laughs> no. I mean, everybody knows. This is a day in history. No, Mr. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Kirby was born. Oh, okay. Uh, the late, great Jack Kirby was born. So happy first appearance, Jack Kirby. Yeah. Hope you hear that. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. I've seen there's all kinds of people posting it on Instagram and stuff like that. So the family should be really happy about it. They've been really good caretakers of his estate. I'm really glad to see his kids and stuff like that getting into it and and really getting his word out there and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there because, you know, comic books, (laughs) things like that. All right. Today's show, (laughs) we've got a review of She-Hulk episode two, which I think is going to be a really quick review. Uh, However, (laughs) however. There's two really big things that happen, and I think that's where we're going to get on land on and get stuck on, but I think they'll be fun. So, a quick synopsis of the episode is basically Jennifer Walters gets fired from her job. She's looking for a new one, gets hired by GLHK, and winds up agreeing to represent Blonsky, aka Abomination. And then, you know, they drop the shell bomb of a leak tape from Blonsky's Shang-Chi debut. <laughs> yeah. As an MMA fighter. So, yep. <laughs> Just real quick. All right. Well, meters. Yes. On this episode, guys, what are y'all feeling on this? I'm sad. I'm, I'm pleasantly whelmed still. I've been enjoying it. It's been a fun show. My one complaint is this, that they're short. They're too short episodes. We make really good episodes, but they're like 30 minutes long. And then we make really crappy episodes and they're freaking hour long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the runtime on this, and I'm sure Richard can confirm it, was like 30 minutes, like straight up flat 30 minutes. Okay. Well, I was going to save this to the end, but we'll start at the beginning. Um, <laughs> the actual runtime of this episode. So, like, excuse me, not the, the, the runtime when you, when you turn it on, what it tells you, you know, how many minutes out of how many minutes you're watching, it says it's 30 minutes, 26 seconds. Took the time. And if you remove the recap, which is a minute and 43 seconds, you remove the outro, like the stylized outro with the courtroom sketchings and all that, that's a minute and 49 seconds. If you remove the normal, just black and white credits, that's five minutes and three seconds. You end up with a actual runtime, including the post-credit scene of 21 minutes, 44 seconds. That's ridiculous. It's like a regular sitcom with commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, like I, I watch I watch anime and anime shows are usually like 20 something minutes, but they're way longer than this. They're at least 25 to 27 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and so, like I said, I was going to save this for the end. But the thing that I want to complain about is, yeah, I was I, I'm whelmed by this episode. I don't necessarily hate this episode. I don't necessarily love this episode. I'm whelmed by it. And it's mostly due to I liked it, but there was not enough of it for me to. So what what I'm my point I was getting to is that if they're going to make these episodes so short, they need to release them all at once. Or if they're going to release them week to week, you got to make them longer. Yeah. You just got to. There's not enough substance there to like get people. If you want the like the Game of Thrones or like the water cooler t- uh, show where people talk about it at work, you got to make these things longer and more interesting. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to say I'm pleasantly whelmed with this show and I'm going to disagree with your, they have to be longer. I honestly find this a breath of fresh air. I honestly find that tonight us talking because of the stuff that they do put in it, I think is going to give you your water cooler talk. 
Yeah, I, I respectfully disagree with that, but okay. I hear what you're saying at the same time. But I do. I, I, I was pleasantly willing to. I like the comedy aspect of this. I like that it's more of like a sitcom kind of thing. And I like that it's I like that it's just a quick one off. I don't have to invest a lot. I was able to crank this out really quick and and, you know, watch it. And yeah, I mean, do I want more? Absolutely. But I, I like what they're doing. And I, I don't like the Netflix thing either. I don't, I don't want everything all at one time. So I was to say, I, I do. I agree with you on the part where you're saying that it's kind of a breath of fresh air as far as it being short. But at the same time, like like what I said is it's actually good. And they're cutting it short, <laughs> but like you have, sorry, but Moon Knight or even like uh, Miss Marvel episodes, there were some that I was like, oh, please let this end. <laughs> and it just, it wasn't good. And it just felt like it kept going. And these are like, I'm enjoying and I, I like, I want more, which is good. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. That's good that it, it makes you want more. I mean, that's just saying that it's showing that it's a good show. But like, I just, I, I'm, I kind of wish it was just a little bit more yeah they cut some of the fat that we were talking about well, <laughs> we're getting steak oh no, no but, <laughs> oh no not the steak not not the, not the steak analogy again <laughs> well, so, but you see you you cut the too much fat so now richard doesn't like it yeah he, he no likes but the you're fat wanting more steak. steak you're wanting more steak though it's, it's we're not having to chew on moon knight fat <laughs> or miss marvel fat like it's just steak <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. If they made these longer, we may have like fat that we're complaining about then. Yeah. My, Michael's saying it's a filet mignon, not a uh, <laughs> yes. ribeye. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Two pleasantly whelms, one whelm. So, I mean, it's, it's been a good show. It's doing a good show. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, since we brought up Moon Knight, this is week two. Moon Knight has been removed from the M. Uh, I don't know where he's gone. Did we talk about them adding Jane Foster, Mighty Thor to it? I can't remember if we have or haven't. No, we did not. But yeah, I noticed that as well. I just didn't bring it up. Th that chick's dead. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for now. Yeah. But she ain't going to come back as Mighty Thor, though. <laughs> no, no, she's not. I, look, I'm, I'm seriously, my theory is Moon Knight did so bad. <laughs> Oscar Isaac signed that <laughs> that contract where he's like, I do this one series. I don't have to be in the movies. I don't have to do another series. And he's just like, I'm done. I didn't want to do it anymore. So they're just kind of like, eh, we're sweeping that under the rug. Let's just yeah. tuck away Moon Knight. Get him out of here. Just sweeping it under the M. There. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people like talked about how good it was and this, that, and another. And yeah. I was just like, no, I mean, like, online, people are rioting. Like, they're like, where's Moon Knight? Why is Moon Knight gone? Um, but that's why I was just like, it's week two. Moon Knight's still missing from the M. When are they bringing him back? <laughs> I noticed that, too. I was paying attention this week, and I was like, oh, no, he's he's still gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't see him coming back the rest of the season yeah. on this anyways. Yeah. I just don't. Back to She-Hulk, though. I'm going to throw out my one complaint for the episode because it was at the beginning of the episode and it's my really my one and only complaint. The CGI in the bar scene was not oh my God. good <laughs> at all. Oh my God, yes. Oh, <laughs> Like, you're talking about Fiona from Shrek and I was yeah. I saw that the whole time and I was just like, damn it, Richard. You're an asshat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I can't think of foot or I can't not think of Footloose now with Raph in that scene. So I, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down again to ask y'all, what did y'all think about the CGI? And yes, the part where she walks into the bar looks real bad. Oh, in, my God. In, including when someone hands her a drink, that yes. glass and liquid in the drink, yeah. it goes into like full cartoon mode. And another part when she arrives into her office for the for her new office at GLH and K the lips don't sync up if you look at her lips when she's talking it's not properly synced with the audio and I was like what is happening here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really makes you wonder like what is happening just because obviously Miss Marvel they had to use CGI and, and, and Moon Knight and all that so I mean why in this one did they just kind of halfway do it? I mean, I'm thinking it's more because it's like a person, like Moon Knight's bandages and like Ms. Marvel 
it wasn't necessarily her face. Like it was her embiggening power and stuff like that. Whereas like, I don't know if it, I don't know if we ever talked about it. I remember saying something about it, but I don't remember if we ever talked about it, but like the helmet for Jane Foster and Thor, like in the one scene when they're at the uh, omnipotent city, like that did not look good. Mm. And uh, I mean, it was kind of off the side. Like you, you could have clearly missed it, but somebody else had mentioned it to me. And so I was like purposefully looking at it and it was, it wasn't good then either. Um, I think this goes back to the things that Richard was talking about where like Marvel's putting ridiculous time constraints on their CGI people and yeah, um, yeah. we're paying for it. So, or they got that guy that does the feet to need to do the face. Rob Lightfield. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was like, Quentin Tarantino? Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rob, Le- Rob Liefeld. He got shrapnel for that. Right. <laughs> well, I think there was somebody in like one of those She-Hulk comic books, one of the newer ones, and like she had these horrendous spaghetti noodle looking legs and feet. And somebody was like, did Rob Liefeld draw this? (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. It was really bad. Since we're talking about complaints and stuff like that with She-Hulk, did anybody else have anything else outside of the CGI? No. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really think I had anything that like major that stuck out to me had had issue with oh actually yes no yes yes i do sorry i had to <laughs> scroll through my notes to find so we're getting world war hulk we're getting planet hulk world war hulk something we're jumping to that that's my my yeah i guess so i mean that's my biggest complaint oh is, okay i mean w- w- we can we can jump away for i mean i've got a bunch no of, we're good okay we're there now <laughs> okay <laughs> First of all, Bruce has got some awesome cell service, by the way. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even Tony didn't have it. Right? The only thing I can think of is maybe the ship was still, like, in Earth's atmosphere while oh. he's talking. But, yeah, I, I the, my first thought was, like, there is no way in hell you would have that sort of reception <laughs> in space. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm with you last week, Michael. I think you and I sort of had the same agreement of like, you've already done, did essentially Planet Hulk. Yeah. Scar isn't a, an interesting or fun character. They've done nothing with him in the comics. Why go back and revisit it? And it seems like that's what we're going to do. There was an article where they said, you know, I'm just paraphrasing it, but um, it's basically saying we don't know. You know, he spent a lot of time on Sakaar during those two years. We don't necessarily know what he got up to around then. So they wanted to also sort of remove Banner from the, in other words, take him off Earth so he can't come in to help Jen. So Jen's basically on her own. But if they... I don't know. Like, part of me wants to see World War Hulk because there's just some cool moments that I don't know if we'll ever get just because of one of them involves Black Bolt and I don't really want Black Bolt ever in the actual (laughs) MCU. He can be in a parallel universe where he gets murked. But but I definitely don't want Scar. Scar's dumb. Just don't do him. Just avoid him. I got a feeling that's what they're going to do, though. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah, that's... I could see them doing a Planet Hulk. And honestly, the, the only way so far that I've been able to think of that I could see it being cool and actually progressing phases along is... Silver Surfer has come to Sakaar and is bringing Galactus along with him. You finally get the Silver Surfer Hulk fight there at Sakaar in a battle style arena. That would be cool. Which would be dope as, like, oh my God. Yeah. Hulk (laughs) winds up winning or whatever the case is to keep Silver Surfer from going away. You see a love interest and stuff like that. And then we get Scar. Also, Sakaar has so many, we know them now as wormholes. Again, if we can get the Hulk to move into a wormhole and then Maestro come back, that would be dope. Yeah. But still, you have to have a reason for whatever person to be mad enough to come to Earth to then want to display Worldbreaker Hulk rage. And Banner has left, like, on his own free will. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't forced off. He's in a Sakarian ship. So it's not like Tony and them sent him off in a ship. And it's not like that ship was blown up or anything like that Him for him to be mad at the Illuminati. So it, it I agree. It'll have to be either Scar or 
I'm I'm hoping for Maestro because yeah, Maestro is a villain. I think you would need to kill off. So yeah, he's a cooler character. First off, <laughs> like they they've actually done, what is, what is that story? Future is it Future Imperfect? I really hope since we talked, I don't know, like two pod or a podcast. I don't know. Anyway, the whole 15 year universal the rights go back to Marvel. I'm hoping when that happens, we'll get. Because that that's the thing about the Hulk. In other words, that's what they should do with Banner. We've seen him get control of the Hulk, and he's now living like a nice, peaceful life. And it'll make it that more, that much more heartbreaking when we see him become Savage Hulk again or whatever. Like it it will add some stakes to it. But if it's he's got a kid now, like that's dumb. I'm sorry, that's dumb. They did it <laughs> yeah. with Thor. They did it with Thor, Love and Thunder, and it's dumb. I'm sorry, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not hopeful for Scar. I think Maestro is definitely the way to go, but I also don't get paid my Marvel, so. <laughs> well, we should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Feige, you hearing this, you bastard. Uh, one last thing I just wanted, to, uh, the things I did like in that scene, I, I love the joke where Hulk's talking with Jen and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm fine with a mill. You know, he he wrote me a nice haiku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought that was really funny. And of course, the obvious, like, oh yeah, you know, that was uh, whatever, 15 years ago. I'm a completely different person now, <laughs> literally. And Jen, of course, breaks the fourth wall, and she's like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was. I had to write that one down. I thought that was great. For those of you who don't know, The Incredible Hulk, not the Hulk. There's a movie called The Hulk with. Uh, what's that guy's name? Eric Bana. Eric Bana played Bruce Banner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as the Hulk. That is not MCU canon. That's not part of the MCU. It is a Hulk movie, but it is not part of the MCU. However, Edward Norton played the Incredible Hulk in the Incredible Hulk movie. That is MCU canon, and that's what this show references to. That's what that comment was referenced to was that he was a completely different person. He was Edward Norton in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's very much like calls backs to Iron Man 2, where Don Cheadle walks in, he goes, oh, yep, yeah. it's me, get over it. Uh, I love that one. <laughs> because in the first movie, it was Terrence Howard, if I'm not mistaken, that played Rhodey. Yep. So, um, and then the fact that, you know, Abomination also comes from the Incredible Hulk, that movie is now becoming more of a staple in the MCU, which is funny and great all at the same time. Yeah. Especially since it's coming to the end of that tenure for Universal. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the, my favorite thing about this show is now it's, it's legitimizing that movie because they've kind of just been like, shh, don't look over there. Shh, let's not talk about that. And... <laughs> this feels very much like they're addressing it finally. Yeah. Which to me means if you haven't already, you need to start looking for that leader book. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> to all my spec people that listen to this, to watch this. You got to start looking for that leader book. Yes. That was set up in that movie. Uh, whether we get the same guy or the play of the character or not, that's whatever. But that character, that origin of that character is in that movie. Surely to God, we are eventually going to get that character. Cool. I like I'm I'm super <laughs> excited. Like I want, I really want them to pull the rug out from under us and be like, nope, it's not Titania. It's the leader. He's been like it's not even Blonsky. It's the leader. He's been behind it all along. He's been manipulating people with his like psychic abilities. That I just think that would be really cool. Speaking of Titania, <laughs> a couple of things. One, I hate that she's a super powered influencer that's so dumb <laughs> yeah i do like the comment it's a if you're not paying attention but she apparently when she had that fight with she hulk in the previous episode she escaped traffic court so the only reason she was at the courthouse is because she, <laughs> yeah, she didn't oh, yeah. go to traffic court <laughs> i just think that's funny yeah also some viral marketing on Titania's Twitter account. I don't know if this was actually Jamila Jamil, but they have someone dressed up like Titania in that ridiculous outfit. And along, I think like Hollywood Boulevard or something, there's this like uh, She-Hulk advertisement and she's like spray painting over yeah. it and putting her own like posters. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fun little viral marketing. And then lastly, she said there was a deleted scene 
of the fight where, where She-Hulk apparently punches Titania in the quote-unquote vagine. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So I rewatched episode one uh, last night and it's kind of cringy, honestly, to rewatch that fight scene only because like she does this Power Ranger kick from like across mm-hmm. the courtroom and she's like gliding and I'm just like, oh, that's kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Maybe they did that on purpose. I don't know. But I was just like, oh, that's y'all link. Y'all stayed on that shot for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say well, one of the things I liked about on this episode was we learned who Chad is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we were, we were right. It was the man bun guy. Yes. <laughs> and he's not a genius. <laughs> no, he's a manager at a Best Buy. Yeah. And now, he and he doesn't know what 4K is. No, but you need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he doesn't like. I love I love that in credit scene though, where he's like, I don't know what 4K is. Nobody knows what 4K is, but you still need it. <laughs> and then like. Uh, Jen's dad is like telling him how he's like no you gotta turn it they're trying to change yeah. the tire and he's like no you gotta turn it left he's like I've turned it left the wheel just turned like he doesn't <laughs> even know it. you can see the wheel spinning too I was like oh jeez <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so funny I was gonna ask y'all what y'all thought about all those end scene credits because like it was just basically Jen lugging around a bunch of stuff for yeah. him or whatever it was just yeah if I had superpowers that w- that's literally what would happen to me so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I sat there and uh, I was watching it and I the first one whenever she's coming in and then like she's getting bombarded by all the questions and they just kind of zone in on her face and she's just like God help me get me the fuck out of here mm-hmm. I looked over at my wife I said I had a freaking hulked out at that moment in time just be like oh being called yeah. duty calls people I'm out <laughs> <laughs> I like the back with Chad uh, for a second. I like when the dad comes and talks to her. He says, don't worry about uh, the being fired thing. He's like, I already told everybody. So, you know, it won't be awkward. And then they walk in and Chad's got like a mouth full of food. And he's like, you got fired. <laughs> and they're like, shut up, Chad. <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot at that dinner table. Yeah. When he was even like, I thought you said to mention it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, don't mention it. Uh, another kind of dopey character was the the welcoming crew for the other part of the superhero division at Jen's new office. I, I love that. It's like, here's a map to the best bathroom to poop. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, okay, so that's Pug. I was going to, that's one of my notes is we get to see Pug. Pug is from the Dan Slott series. Okay. And he's a fan favorite of people. <laughs> so he... He works in the superhero law division and he starts falling in love with She-Hulk, but it's not returned by She-Hulk. Like, I don't think she really (laughs) knows that he's in love with her. So I'm curious to know if we'll see that. But yeah, we see Pug. His name's Augustus. I'm going to butcher this last name, but Augustus Pugliese. Nice. Did you, I'm I'm sure you did, but did you catch that in scene, like the drawings that showed the drawing of the the map? Yeah. Yeah. It's a poop here, not here. That is a very valuable information. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you could see, like, whenever he said that, you could see, like, She Hulk and Nikki basically, like, looked at him like, Thank you. Like that, it was like, very serious. Like that, that's highly important. <laughs> I, I want to know how he knows where the best place for the women to go poop is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> that just, you just made it real dark there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question to ask. I'm just saying, like, I, I know where a good place for a guy to go poop in most places is, but like, for a woman, I, yeah, maybe it's like a unisex. Maybe it's like one of those like unisex bath. You know what I mean? Like you go to Walmart and there's like the one that like oh the family bathroom. Yeah, the, like the thing. unisex family one. Like maybe maybe they have that for like I don't know. I, I can't believe I'm delving into the pooping <laughs> habits of GLH and K. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's something like that. Or it could be just like the corner, like away from everybody. So then you know they yeah. don't. I don't know. They don't smell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
or hear it. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, we've all worked at a place where the the bathroom, you could totally smell it if you're <laughs> near it. That's what I was going to say. That's the other most valuable information is like when that one stinker goes, because like <laughs> their routine anyways, as it is. So you got to know their schedule and when they go to that bathroom, because they're going to go there as well. Yeah. That's the other part of that yeah. puzzle. Got to be basically like a Sheldon and try and like keep tabs on like everybody's schedule. So you know right. when to go to the bathroom. Exactly. And then if he sits in your stall, be like, excuse me, you're in my spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did y'all feel about like this being a, like it feels like this show is essentially a with great power comes res- great responsibility. Like that's what the theme of this show is now, essentially, because her getting fired essentially for saving the people and, you know, her ex-boss being like, no, you should have saved them, but I can't keep you. <laughs> it's like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? What does that even mean? And like, she even questioned it. She's like, I should have just let that table smash those people. <laughs> so like, yeah, did y'all get that same kind of like, it, do y'all think that's what this series is going to be about? Is like Spider-Man essentially? Yeah, I was going to say one of the things is this feels very Spider-Man-like in the sense of, because she mentioned she's like, you know, I not only did I lose my job, but now nobody will hire me because of it. And it feels very Spider-Man. Like, I did the right thing, but I'm being punished for it. Right. And that is very Spider-Man's ish. Like, <laughs> that is him to a T. He right. will save the day, but ultimately he loses in some way, shape, or form, which I, I guess I like. I hadn't realized that now until just now us talking <laughs> about it. Maybe I do like this show a little bit more. <laughs> Real quick, though, we see that montage of her going out and getting jobs. I really like how the background changes and Mm. rewatching it my like second time. I noticed that when it changes each like job rejection, the background gets more like run down and like less prestige, even like how they word it. I think the last one, he's just like, we can't afford to have a sideshow, you know, (laughs) in court. (laughs) So I I thought that was a a nice little touch. Yeah. Were either one of y'all hoping that she would have landed at Nelson and Murdoch? Like, were yeah. either one of y'all hoping that oh. she would have, like, done, gone to there and we would have seen just them talking about it or something and then be like, we want you, but we can't afford you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have yeah. been really cool. I would have. I mean, especially since we know Daredevil is going to show up, like Matt Murdoch is going to show up. Yeah. But just to have that one little clip of just, we'd love to have you but we can't pay you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Foggy's like, no, we absolutely want you, but you're just too out of our price range right now. <laughs> right, right. How do y'all feel about like how they're going about this whole abomination deal with like her taking it up? Honestly, I guess I'm thinking more towards the reason why, like Blonsky's point of view of, you know, I was this great military guy and they wanted me to do the super soldier and I did it and I was just taking orders and I just thought I was... I was being a superhero and it turns out I was the villain. Like, how do y'all feel about that? I like it. I'll get to that in a second. I think he's full of shit, personally. (laughs) Just just because, one, we know he did like the underground fighting thing and one could argue like, oh, he's doing it to give money to those seven lovers or whatever. I forget what he called them. Seven wives or something. Which he he feels very Charles Manson there. He's got like seven (laughs) wives or something like that. Um, But yeah, they do bring up a good point from his perspective, although he was a little bit unhinged before he even got the super soldier serum. Like we're talking about when he tries to attack the Hulk in the factory. And, you know, I don't know if y'all remember that movie all that well. (laughs) Not many people have seen it, but they hire Blonsky and the factory where Edward Norton Banner is working at like a soda factory. I don't know. Some locals try to like rough up Edward Norton. And then meanwhile, while all that's happening, Blonsky and like a, I don't know, like an assassination squad is coming in to like grab him. And then he hulks out and attacks him. Blonsky seems very like unhinged there as well. But he does paint a picture because like you, when you think about it, Captain America happened before, you know, that movie technically in the timeline. Mm-hmm. So when he mentions, he's like, yeah, like I was a decorated soldier. The Hulk was a problem, which it was a Thunderbolt Ross problem. Like, in other words, he created the problem. Yeah. But it was still a problem. 
And he was like, I was called on. They gave me a super... I thought I was going to be Captain America. And like my note says, like Blonsky does have a point there. Yeah. But I think he's saying that to like tug on Jen's heartstrings so he can do whatever nefarious thing he's got going on. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to agree. Like I I think it was all a, all a nice little pretty story just wrapped up in a bow and practiced basically but at the same time again that i agree is that he does have a point that it's kind of goes the whole thing of like there's always two sides to every story and i could easily see where he he would feel like he was you know doing what he he thought he should be doing or thought that he would be the good guy but watching this i had to kind of sit there and think about it like you know at that point yeah the hulk was kind of the villain quote unquote, because I mean, that was at the very beginning of, of him. And, you know, now everybody's used to smart Hulk basically and used to him being there, being one of the heroes. So you kind of forget that he actually was a problem back then, like whenever he was first coming around and kind of, kind of a villain. So uh, he, he, he definitely kind of made you stop at there, or at least me, he made me stop and think about it for a minute. I'd say easily perceived as a villain, not necessarily a villain. But, yeah. But yeah, I no, I agree with everything y'all are saying. Yeah, I loved it. I love that they did that. They used that side of it as part of their story. I think that was great. Because yeah. I, I, when he started talking, I was like, holy shit, he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thrilled that they did that and how they're doing that with him. Also in that scene, he has a QR code on his jumpsuit, his like prison jumpsuit. It's in the base of his V-neck, if you can see it. It doesn't scan. It's not the actual QR code. I'll get to that because there's a lot of Easter eggs for where that QR code's revealed. I don't know if maybe later on or maybe it's just in-universe, the QR code that they used to scan the prisoners. But yeah, he has a QR code. The other thing that I just want to talk about since we're kind of in that scene, I, my note here just says, damage control. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I hate what they have done with damage control. I hate it. I get like we don't have a shield anymore. And they need some sort of like organization. And I seriously think, Michael, your theory of like, they're going to be the ones that create Sentinels. I'm telling you right now, you're probably going to be right. Like they are totally just dickheads. Like the moment Jim <laughs> walks up and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No powers beyond this point. Okay, first off, put up a big ass fucking sign that says that. Secondly, thank God she can turn them off. Right. <laughs> He didn't know she could even do that. Right. Yeah. Thirdly, how the fuck does the clandestine escape so easily if they have <laughs> fucking laser grids on the fucking doorways? <laughs> I was just so triggered by the damage control stuff. Like, I'm trying to put it in the back of my mind so I can just not talk about it or not think about it, but... It just bugs the shit out of me. So the clandestine got away because they were in this underground sewer system or something. Just plain Jane. Here's yeah. a tube. Put your handcuffs on that. Walk the tube. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was a track. I don't know, man. It's just so bizarre. I Like, I hate, like, because the, da- the damage control is supposed to be fun and funny. It's like some of them have superpowers, some of them don't. But it's just like n- like nobody's cleaning up after the messes of the Avengers. And it's supposed to be really funny and entertaining and like silly in a lot of ways. And I just want to see that, not this like superhero Gitmo that they're doing, <laughs> and it's just not entertaining at all. Also, uh, just thinking about it, that that fucking prisoner, or not prisoner, that fucking guard that was like, <laughs> you know, no standing past the yellow line. Hey, asshole, how about mark the yellow line better? Because, like, you could barely see yeah, it. I know. <laughs> I was trying to, whenever she walked in, I was trying to look for that yellow line. I, I never, and then finally, like, they actually had to zoom in and show her step yeah. over it. What got me was the guard at the very front, like you were talking about, he was saying, you know, no powers and stuff like that. And like, obviously he didn't know that she could take him away or that she could. Mm -hmm. What's to stop her once she gets in from like being like, I'm past the gate now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That's a very good point, Michael. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. (laughs) 
I got past the one guard at the front. You're all mine. <laughs> this, is, this is actually how the clandestine escape. Actually, you know what that, was? <laughs> that would be actually really cool. Say, say later on in the episodes, abomination, like, I don't know. I, he doesn't hulk out. He abominations out and then like breaks out of the supermax prison. And we see the clandestine like escaping. That would be really cool and explain how how they were able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All the, it was just a big commotion going on. I mean, that that would be good. That would be a good. Yeah. you know, if it was at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that may be why they had to move them is because all that stuff was going down, so they had to take them down. Yeah. That that would be cool. That would make more sense. Let's see. Mar- Marvel, pay us. Pay us. <laughs> we can do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> I, I've heard that there's, like, some issues with the continuity as far as, like, that clip being dropped uh, from Shang-Chi, but I don't understand it necessarily because in my mind, I'm like, once that thing is filmed, after that, at any point in time, it can be sent somewhere. Yeah. And it just so happened to get released when he got a visit from a lawyer. Like, it's just very coincidental to me. What were y'all thoughts and feelings on that? I didn't really have... I just... It was there. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't... I mean, I, I didn't really contemplate the continuity or anything. I just was like, oh, well, I wonder... And we had kind of... Even when back when he goes, went and saw Shang-Chi... You saw Abomination, and we had we had talked about it on the review. Like, why? Where did he come from? What's he doing there? So, yeah, I mean, now I finally kind of answered, starting to answer that question. That's all I, all I cared about. I was like, oh, cool, we get to get to see that. <laughs> so, I have a couple of theories as far as where it happens in the timeline. I don't know yet. I've got my like evidence board. I look like Charlie <laughs> from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I have yet to figure out where exactly this happens in the timeline. There, the, the, the writer said it happens after uh, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. But like you said, I mean, that can make sense if, you know, this Shang-Chi happened at a certain point. They recorded that fight and then now all of a sudden released it. Yeah. I don't know who's doing that. Maybe more likely it's Contessa Valentina, whatever the fuck her name Fontaine. is. <laughs> yeah. She... More than likely, seems like the culprit. Maybe she wants uh, Abomination to stay in prison so she can use that as a way to like keep him under control. Is like, hey, I'll let you out if you, you know, I'll reduce your sentence if you go do this for me. Yeah. But the the thing I'm wondering about, and it's it's mostly to deal with Wong. So Wong is the source of Supreme, and I'm wondering, did they plan this all along? We were bitching about, or at least I was bitching about, how uh, Doctor Strange is not Sorcerer Supreme in Multiverse of Madness. Based off technicality. Yeah, based off of technicality. (laughs) But I'm wondering if this footage gets leaked out and Wong's supposed to be in the show, is the title of Sorcerer Supreme going to be stripped away from him because it's now revealed that he's doing underground cage fighting for money <laughs> and that would make sense like did they plan this all along to make him source of supreme only to have it stripped away in the show that's just, that's really complicated <laughs> i hope not <laughs> i hope not at all i think that would be fucking hilarious if that's the case <laughs> god bless yeah I, I don't know i uh i don't like that <laughs> I mean, I don't like the whole technicality thing necessarily anyways either because, I mean, Strange seems to know so much more than Wong anyways. But again, because, you know, he wasn't here for five years and they had to have a Sorcerer Supreme. So here you go, Wong. (laughs) You you got your ass handed to you by by Strange, but, you know, he's not here. So, (laughs) yeah. Let's talk about the thing everybody is talking about. Uh Uh-oh. And and I'm going to let you, Richard, because you had a list of everything that I know of that was on the computer screen. Oh, okay. QR code, all that jazz. Yeah. Please take center stage. Okay, so the QR code timestamp is six minutes on the nose. When she's depressed on the couch and she's looking at the laptop with Nikki, we see her computer screen. You scan that QR code. It takes you to a free copy of Dan Slot's 2004 She-Hulk number one. 
which I read. And the reason why it's introduced is because it's very much like this episode. She loses her job due to saving the world from MODOK. Like she and the Avengers fight off MODOK and a freezing guy that's like an Iron Man villain. I can't remember his name. Anyway, she goes to a bar, gets drunk, and Holden Holloway goes to offer her a job. He tells her the reverse. He says, I want Jen Walters, not the She-Hulk, because the in the comics, She-Hulk is very... We're probably going to see this in the show. She loses her inhibitions, so she becomes more of like a, a party girl, a woo girl, if you will. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, he's like, I want Jen, not She-Hulk. So she turns back into Jen and then she throws up in front of Holden Holloway because of the metabolism thing. She it's she's actually throws up on the villain because the villain shows up at the bar. Anyway, I'm rambling. That was a great scene, by the way, since you're talking about it. Just her oh, going yeah. being yeah. lit and <laughs> and then coming back. Like that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. So on the computer screen, the, it reads, there's like a bunch of clickbaity titles. First off, there's a, for all you sneakerheads out there, there is an ad for Iron Man 3s. <laughs> I want them motherfuckers! <laughs> uh, which I guess is in-universe like Air Jordans, but for Tony Stark. We see a clickbaity title that has man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl. Sneak! We also, yeah. So there's your Wolverine. <laughs> Obviously, that's Wolverine. I mean, it's yeah. either Wolverine or Vega, like <laughs> from Street right. Fighter. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, man, I, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, the same guy who does X-Men, EX-Men, he also does a Street Fighter tournament red tape. And the Vega one's hilarious. I'll send it to y'all later. It may be the outro for this. <laughs> I, wear, I wear a mask to protect my beautiful face. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There is finally something that addresses the Eternals, which it says, why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? <laughs> Obviously, that's the Tiamat reference. That's probably the only reference we'll ever get from Eternals. That's right. another thing that I think they're quietly sweeping under the rug. And yeah, those are the only real Easter eggs. The last one that I want to talk about is not on the laptop screen, but it's right after it. Jin gets a phone call or excuse me, she gets a text message from her mom. If you're not looking at the text message and you look at her wallpaper, her wallpaper is America's ass. It is Captain America's butt. That's <laughs> <as> her wallpaper. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> That's great. Needless to say, it sounds like she's got a crush on old Cap. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Peggy better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Something about them captains. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> So Wolverine, it sounds like. Like, that's what everybody's yeah. talking about. Lots of theories of X-Men have been here the whole time. Xavier could be, like, wiping all the non-mutants to where they don't realize or they don't see the mutants uh, using Cerebro. It could be that we're putting the Fox X-Men in their timeline into ours now and, and going that oh, route. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, like lots of uh, lots of talk about the whole Wolverine thing. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I, I didn't even know it was in there, so sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> well, I'll say this: I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, I, whatever. I'm I'm a kid of the '90s. I liked Wolverine as well. Like I liked Wolverine. I liked Spider Man. And yeah, that's dope. If that's what that is, it more likely is. And I don't like the idea of them merging the Fox X Men. I would rather it just be. I really like the idea of they've been here all along. Just Professor Xavier's just been like mind wiping the entire universe. These are not the mutants you're looking for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. See, the only reason I don't like that is because, you know, when Thanos comes and stuff like that, that's all right there in, in their backyard from yeah. what I understand anyways. And so it's like, you know, Professor, do we go and help? Nope. Fuck them. That's their problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those dirty homo sapiens. Homo sapiens. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't like that. It's just, there's, they didn't yeah. offer any kind of help at all. Uh, it would be extremely cool, though, to see, like, another part of New York or something like that, or to see, like, Xavier's mansion and, like, them helping fight off the Shatari. Because, mm. you know, we've, oh, we've yeah. seen that from, yeah. like, 
Kate Bishop's view now. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have all of Avengers 1. So, like, to see the X-Men fighting off the Shatari, like, that would be super, like, I would love an episode of that. Like, that yeah. would be awesome. Now that I think about it, too, Michael, you could say that, like, mutants are popping up, like, in drips and drabs. And what I mean, Professor X is not hiding them. Just the, it's the slow, like, mutation gene is slowly starting to leak into the population. And the reason why Wolverine works is because he's fucking old. <laughs> so, obviously, he's been around for a while. So you could do it that way if you wanted to. If we're not going to get X-Men in this current saga and we're going to get it the saga after the multiverse saga, then you could say, you know, 10 years have passed or whatever and now there's more mutants than ever. I I definitely think they need to do something like that. I don't think they need to come out with a full-blown mutant this or or mutant movie like they were saying. I think we need to have like mutants incorporated in in just different TV shows and movies here and there so they eventually form the X-Men kind of thing uh, is what I would like to see personally just because I think it would feel more natural then. Like it would feel like the Avengers then. You know what I mean? And like we're not going to get that with Fantastic Four because that doesn't make sense for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. But for the X-Men, that would make sense. A ragtag bunch of mutants forming a group to fight crime. Whatever. So I kind of want to know where this bar was. Because, <laughs> like, is this a Madripoor? Is this Patch Wolverine yeah. that we're getting? Like, is that what that is? Or is it, you know, somewhere local because it was wherever she was, like, looking for, like, a job? Yeah, I want to know where that was. And then, like, if he's already got the metal claws, that means he's already gone through the Weapon X program. And because, like, his mutation is not metal claws. Yeah. yeah. His mutation is healing. And that's why he was able to, you know, withstand the Weapon X program. So, yeah. and, and get the adamantium skeleton. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of just want, I want to know where this bar was. That's what I want to know. <laughs> so you can go visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's more than likely. Truthfully, it's just Kevin Feige or whoever yeah. fucking with us. They're just putting that in there so people will be talking and speculating and there'll be tons of videos. People will be making podcasts, talking hours of uh, speculation to figure out what's going on. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, I just realized that's us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I if it's more likely. If it is Wolverine, yeah, it's like a patch thing. It's probably in Madripoor because... Why wouldn't it be? I mean, they've been pretty follow along with certain characters and and things like that. I'm trying to look for the word, but I can't think of it right now. But anyway, they they seem to hold that true to certain characters. I just lost my train of thought. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and especially like Jeremy just picked up a Walmart pack here not like two weeks ago or something like that. And like it had patch number one on it. They're putting out patch comic books right now. Oh, yeah. Like, those are from this year. Like, those aren't, like, old books. Those are from this year. The whole, like, why would they start putting out a patch comic book? You don't have to have a patch. You can do a Wolverine book and just go on about your business. What's patch comic book? The last Walmart pack you had, one of the first books you got, it was called Wolverine Patch, right? Yeah, I mean, is that, like, is that there's just a whole series comics that are like Pat like I mean is it so his persona when he was in Madripoor was a character by the name of Patch he didn't go by Wolverine yeah when his eyes got taken and he had a patch over his eye and that's he went by the the persona Patch while he was there in in Madripoor it's because Cyclops was taken (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh I hate you So, yeah, I just, you know, we talk about synergy and stuff like that, which, by the way, I've seen where uh, Gambit's been featured on Strike Force here lately. It's like I've been yeah, seeing that yeah. commercial a lot of Gambit yep. being like, hey, look, we've got this character. And it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that is very much like reading the tea leaves of like what's possibly going to happen for the movie or the, I don't know, the cinematic universe. Yeah, the Strike Force in the comics. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you know, you've introduced Magipur, you've made it kind of a, you've made it a thing, you've made it a, a place and all that jazz. You, you've had workings in there. You're starting to throw out Wolverine. Let's get Patch. And then let's get Ruffalo back from Sakaar and let him be Fix-It Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Also, Wolverine, you know, he made his 
first appearance in a Hulk comic. Right. So that would be really cool. Maybe that's why they included this. It's it's like a way of Wolverine making his first appearance in a Hulk related thing. That's dumb if that's the case, but I'm just I'm trying to connect the the lines here. <laughs> so the book was 180, debatable, 180, 181, but so many people are like wanting that Wolverine Hulk fight so yeah, bad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. World War Hulk would be a great place to have that, by the way. Yeah, that would be cool. It would make sense. Yeah. So yeah. That would be awesome. Hey, bub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't have a raspy voice smoking a cigar and say, bub, he's not my Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look like a miniature bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs to be like this just five foot ball of rage. <laughs> just fur ball of rage. Like a Tasmanian devil. Yes. Yeah. I have everything but the hair. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So then that just leaves me to be Puck. (laughs) Alpha Flight, here we come. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. What else you got, Richard? I'm sure you got a list about a mile long here. We actually addressed a lot of the things, but when she's being escorted into GLHNK for the first time, and, you know, she's breaking the fourth wall and talking to us, We see at the 12 minute, eight second mark, a guy walks out of a room where a bunch of comics are like cataloged in there. And in the Marvel comic universe, Marvel comics exist and they are used in a court of law as evidence because they are like depictions of real life events (laughs) that are licensed by the people that the comic is about and they are stamped by the Comics Code of America so they can be used in a court of law. It is, I think, an Easter egg. I don't think we'll actually see that in one of the episodes where they're like, well, this shows that you did this, but I thought that was a fun little nod to that silliness of the comics. That is cool. Also, when Jen is, uh, when she gets offered the job at GLHNK, they really need to workshop that name. It does not roll off the tongue. (laughs) When she's at the bar drinking and Holden Holloway comes to like offer her the job, if you look up above the television, Allie McBill is playing. For those that don't know, Allie McBill was a law show where the main character, Allie McBill, would break the fourth wall. So it's clearly like a nice little nod to that. Real quick, when we were talking about the bathroom earlier, that was going to be my reference. Is it like Alan McBill where they had the shared bathroom? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that is it, Michael. Well, all right. We actually did a pretty good job of getting Richard's notes tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you only have a, you know, 26, no, not even that long. Was it 24 minutes? 21. 21 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, 21 minutes, 44 (laughs) seconds. I don't know that there's a whole lot you can actually miss. Even my wife after that, when she was like, whenever it went to the end scene, she was like, was that it? Apparently. (laughs) I like it. I'm just, I saw that and I was like, oh, well, I can knock that out fairly quickly. Awesome. Let's go. All right, Jeremy, what do you got coming up? Nothing much right now. Just been playing a little bit of Destiny. They just released a, an update for it. So, and then I got a new thing coming out for it in uh, in February, which that'll be really cool. All the stuff that they're adding on there. Just kind of streaming that every now and then on, on Twitch. Uh, I'm under the handle Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And, uh, you know, of course, just hanging out here. Cool. Richard, what you got coming? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is Knight Curry, Knight like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, we are underneath the name Comically Comics Podcast. That's right. I finally got the list. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, thank you. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs>
And it says here you also want to fight with that mask you have. Yes, I need my mask. And why? Why do you need it? Because I must protect my beautiful face. 